Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. As always, this episode is brought to you by Koi CBD. Go to KoiCBD.com, use code DuddyB at checkout, save 20%. Let's do this. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the show. Feeling Good with Duddy. That's me. Let's go. Hello. We are back. We are on Zoom. And we are ready to Zoom. You get it. It's episode 48, Feeling Good with Duddy. We've got an awesome guest from Maryland, I believe, calling in. Howie Spangler from Ballyhoo. And then we've got the crazy man himself, Duddy B. Woo! That's right. You heard it. We are back here with another episode of Feeling Good with Duddy. And I do got to correct you, Jake. I believe this is episode 49. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, that's right, because we did a Zoom one yesterday. The Zoom was right. fucking, it zoomed out of my mind. Episode, episode 49, 49. Um, I believe episode five that I am doing here from the underground bunker lair, uh, hiding out from the coronal times 100 feet above me. I have climbed down the ladder. You guys know it. I swam through the pool of Purell. I went through the total recall x-ray machine. Uh, and then after that, I stuck a thermometer in my mouth and 98.8. I'm perfect. I'm ready to go. And then he did a voluntary cavity search. I did. I do that every time. I don't need to, nope. but I have these gloves on. I might as well use them. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, and this is our second now Zoom meeting. So we are figuring this out. So sorry if the drops and things sound a little weird, but yeah, we're, we're figuring this out as we go. Um, as a saying uh, that Cheese said a one time to me that I thought was the most brilliant saying, uh, I'm building this plane mid-flight. Give me a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love well, that. I've never heard that, but that's exactly yeah, that's, what we're doing there. It's always stuck with me. I'm like, that's brilliant. You know, like sometimes you're just figuring it out as you go, man. <laughs> Everything I do, that's how it is. Yeah. Because the other option is don't do anything, right? It's Duddy and I can be like, well, shit, we don't know how to do the drops. Let's not do an episode yet. That's not an option. No. Just do the episode. It'll figure itself out. We've, we've found that it's better to just continue on and laugh at ourselves during it than to just, you know, not do it at all. So we're having a good time with it. Um, yeah, man. What else, Jake? Anything new going on? Uh, well, look, not much new has happened in my world, but I wanted to remind you, Duddy, that before we started recording, you were telling me a story about your cat, which has become a murderous animal oh in the neighborhood. God. And I'm like, you got to tell everybody. So tell us what's been going on at your house in the last couple of days during these coronal times. Well, my cat, yes, dude. My cat has always kind of been a hunter cat. Like, I got two cats, and one of them is just kind of like this chill-ass chubbo cat that just lounges around the pad, and, like, every now and then it'll go outside and roll around and then come back in. And then my other cat uh, 
is is like a young cat. He's probably like one, but all he wants to do is go outside and fucking hunt. And uh, <laughs> a couple of days ago, he brought me a little tiny baby possum, which was surprisingly one of the fucking cutest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And it wasn't dead. So I didn't know what to do. And it was such like so young. I couldn't just like, you know, I have a big park behind my house. So obviously this is where he gets all the fucking rodents from. So I didn't want to just throw it out in the park. So I was like, this thing can't even fucking move. It's a little baby. So I literally <laughs> like put it in a box, you know, put some shit in there. And I like, I, for like two days, I kind of kept this thing. And I was, I was literally feeding it with a little dropper. Like, like uh, I read, that's what you're supposed to do. So I was doing it and I thought like, dude, I'm going to like get this thing back, you know, and running and then I'm going to go stick him out in the Ivy in the park, you know, and let him go. And then like, all of a sudden it was just dead. Like I wasn't helping it. I was just prolonging his fucking point. Oh. He was probably like, dude, I'm in so much pain. Let me die. And so, and then I thought it was done with. It was sad, whatever. I, I, I got rid of it. And then the two days following it, every day I've woken up, there's been another one. Three dead baby possums. Well, my cat obviously found like a nest where oh my family God. just had babies and it's just one by one picking them off. I'm just like, no, you little fucker. <laughs> it's not a story that makes you feel good, but it had to be told. I'm like, it's too insane. And it's so sad. And like, there's so, I don't know. Yes, you've all probably seen like an adult possum and they're fucking gnarly. They're kind of terrible. Yeah. They're like, ah! they make this weird ass fucking hissing noise. A baby possum is fucking adorable. I didn't realize how adorable they were, but they are. And it's sad when you see them dead. <laughs> oh, man. So there you go. So just in case you think you're having a crappy day during the coronal times, you know, the possums behind Duddy's house are having a much worse week than you are. Dude, They're just dude and my cat gone. just looks so proud. Uh, you know, laser just like licks his paw. Got him. Got that little baby just helpless helpless animal i got that was Your a cat oh sorry go ahead howie that was a gift uh, yeah i know that's right the possum was a gift and i'm taking it with me yeah. dude did, did your cat watch tiger king that's what i'm thinking Duddy. you guys were watching tiger king the cat's sitting on your lap and it's just getting ideas and then bam because the next week look what happened right could be could be what happened i mean it's the only thing that makes sense to me i guess so yeah. Well, Duddy, dude, let's introduce our guest because he's let's hanging do it. out and he's chilling and let's get him on the show, dude. Do your thing. You want me to introduce him? You Why always you do, do the introduce you guys him. Have been, I know, but you guys have been touring for so long and stuff. All right, so. I'll do it. What's yeah. up? We have a very uh, good friend of mine, a touring partner, uh, a, a man who also has his own podcast. This guy just hustles so much. I, I love uh, his work ethic. He's always online. He's always doing something new. And uh, we love to have people like that on the show. Give it up for Howie Spangler of Ballyhoo. Hello, hello. What's up, guys? Yeah. What's up, man? How are you doing, brother? Good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Dude, thank you so much for, for hopping on here. Um, been wanting to get Howie on the podcast for a long time, and, and I also have been wanting to get on his for a long time. And it's funny how sometimes you have to have a pandemic and learn how to do a podcast over Zoom to make it happen. So, you know, un, un, uh, unfortunate circumstances, but I'm glad it's happening. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Finally, it's, uh, it's, it's overdue for sure. I remember you, you called me... Uh, or messaged me or something last summer, I think. And you guys were in town, but we were playing the same night somewhere else, like a couple hours away. It was in Maryland. Yep. Maryland was that big, but it is. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's working out now. 
Yeah, man, me too. So, so how are you like staying sane around the pad? I know you have kids as well. Um, we were talking for a quick second before we started about uh, the trials and tribulations of homeschooling. Uh, how's that treating you? Oh man, it is, uh, it is crazy. It's, it's very frustrating. Um, you know, it's like the kids, they think because they're not in school that they can just fuck off all day and, <laughs> and they, that they, you give them work, uh, schoolwork. And they're like, well, what is this? You know? And they basically, my son, my, he's nine, he just drags it out and makes it seem like it's the worst thing ever. Oh yeah. It gets us all worked up, you know, cause like, you know, we're, we're cool people and we, you know, we're good with our kids and stuff, but man, it just gets so frustrating, you know, <laughs> all the parents I'm sure are right on board with this, but, uh, it's, you know, we're, we're trying to be good. I mean, we're trying to like, you know, there's some parents that aren't doing this shit with their kids and they don't care if they get an education or not, you know, <laughs> just try to like put in their heads. Um, and they're like, I want those parents. Yeah. Well, man, I'm like, God, what are they, are they going to get held back next year? Like what, how are they going to assess this? Like, you know, like, I guess we're supposed to like scan all their work and send it in and the teachers grade the papers and I, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, you know, so I'm, I'm taking away Fortnite and phones and. Oh, dang. Dude. Yeah. That's what, you know, that's been definitely one of the hardest things. And we talked about it for a quick second too, but it's like when they're in school, it's, it's pretty easy. They go to school for like six, seven hours a day. Afterwards they have you know, sports or whatever extracurricular activity they're involved in. By the time they get home, you know, it's four or five, six o'clock at night, you eat some dinner. And then if they want to geek out on their electronics for an hour or two, it's like, go ahead. You've had a busy ass day and I don't mind. Go relax. But now it's like, dude, give me your fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you draw the line? Where do you, you know, cause he'll be in his room all day sometimes. And I'm working constantly, you know, yeah. I always take the break to like, you know, make the kids lunch, make the kids dinner and stuff like that. But you know, it's like the rest of the time I'm working down here and I just don't think to run up there. And I know he's on Fortnite, you know, and he has certain days that he can do it. Like we don't allow it every single day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, even on the days he's allowed, it's like, bro, 10 hours, like 10 hours, like, that's a long time to be on an F night sesh, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be on an F night yeah. sesh. I'm so glad I have a one year old right now. Cause like, I'm feeling like very lucky that my kid's only one. Cause he just sits there and plays with the toys that are on the floor. Like, I don't have to really, I, I can imagine now what you guys are going through where it's just like, yeah. you know, when a kid's eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, they need like entertainment, you know, like what's up. Oh my God. Oh, man, my son yeah. just sits there and drinks a bottle. My yeah. son is, uh, my son's hooked on the, the Roblox. Oh yeah. Roblox game. He's addicted to it. And it's fucking crazy. Cause like, he'll be like, dad, can I get some Robux? And Robux is like, you know, you, it's just, you can like fix your avatar up or you can get a new hat for your guy or whatever. And it's like, dude, I'll give him like $10 worth of Robux. And it, like on the thing, it's like, Oh, if I give you $10 worth of Robux, that's like 5,000 Robux. Right. It'll last him like fucking five minutes. And I'll just be like, what'd you do? I got a new hat. Oh, <laughs> you are getting no more Robux for you, my friend. <laughs> Bro, that was the one thing is like my son for his birthday last year, he asked for all he wanted was Fortnite gift cards. And, you know, on the surface, it's like, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Like, what? why can't we get you like a nice toy or something? That's what people, you know, they, they want to buy him toys and things. I'm like, look, I, was, I wrapped my brain around. I was like, look, man, he's not going to play with the toys. He's not going to, you know, we'll get him clothes and stuff like that. I like to get him styled out. But like, 
he, this is what he does. Everything else will be a waste of money. And I, I know you think that virtual cash is a waste of money, but you know, and it kind of is, it's like, yeah, you're spending 10,000 V bucks on a fucking, on a pack of skins and, and like a new, uh, you know, pickaxe. And you're like, this isn't even real. Like it doesn't even, <laughs> gripe is like, it doesn't even upgrade your character. Like, it's not like an action RPG where, where you actually get better, uh, d- uh, uh, defense and like HP and all that. It's like, nothing none of these outfits none of these weapons do anything to make your character better yeah nothing like, just for looks it's yeah. just my son but one of the things like he got a bunch of robux the other day uh oh for easter in one of the we did the easter egg hunting in some of the easter eggs i had like robux like i just wrote on paper like five robux or whatever and i gave him a bunch of robux and uh of course he spent it all in like fucking five minutes and, and i go in there and he goes dad look what i bought with the robux and i'm looking i'm like what and he goes my guy's head's a, a chicken leg now like, <laughs> well he goes yeah i'm a chicken head so that's like that's it now like he said no better he doesn't jump higher he doesn't he's not stronger he just has now he has a chicken head <laughs> So I'm looking at the positive because I don't play any of these games. My son's too young. I I know about them because of friends that have kids, you know, you guys. Um, I'm starting to go, okay, I do hate this. And this is terrifying and horrifying. But at least you can't buy your way to being good. It's like, yeah, dude, you can be chicken head, man. But you still suck at this game. (laughs) I kind of like that. So you can be poor and just have the plain avatar and still go fuck everyone's day up. I at least appreciate that. Yeah. True. That's the one thing for sure. And then you also got to like teach them about, you know, the, the, the kids on there, they're little assholes, you know, like all the time. He's like, Oh man, he's like, oh, this yeah. talking all this trash, calling me trash and all this. I'm like, bro, it's and you can't tell. I want to be able to just tell him to fuck off. You know, like that's, <laughs> You know, but you got to try to think of some smarter ways to approach it. I'm just like, bro, just tell them if they start ganging up on you like that. I just tell them like, all right, idiots, I'm out of here. Like, this, you're being ridiculous. You guys aren't even playing. Play the damn game, you know? Just try to, I'm like, if you can flip it on them, like, you know, bunny, bunny rabbit, eight mile, you know, like flipping on them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they can't, so it doesn't affect you. And they seem like the idiots, you know? Totally. Um, I'm trying to get them to be like that. It's because kids are punks, man. You know, totally. And, I, and you said your son's nine? Yeah. Yeah. My son's eight. So like they're around that same age and that's like right around the age. I feel like where you start to realize there's dickheads in the world, you know, like before, like six, like five, you know, like you're still just like, everybody's so nice to me and I'm in kindergarten. I get to take naps and you know, and then you get to about eight and you're like, Oh, oh, there's fucking assholes out there. I didn't know that. (laughs) They're everywhere. 70 years later you die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then it just becomes more of them as you get older, too. That's the... Yes, yes. And then hopefully you don't become one of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At some point, you will also be an asshole. (laughs) Multiple times. And then the the good people are the people that go, I was an asshole. I don't want to be an asshole anymore. And then that's the rest of us, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely get to a certain age. I I try to... Look, we're trying to raise people that we want to hang out with later. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Like people that we want to like, we'll be in their twenties. I'll be in my fifties. We'll be chilling out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just uh, I don't know. It's it's parenting is 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 tough, and anybody that does it, you're taking on something huge. And uh, 
you really can't there's no you can read all the books you want man you know there's no you can watch all the youtube videos but it's really you're everybody's figuring out as you go you're building this plane in mid-flight right Dude, <laughs> oh, exactly yeah. you could parenting is like that is exactly what you're doing like you can't just, if you're, if before you have your first kid, if you're just like, I am totally prepared. I am not worried at all. I know everything I'm going to do and it's going to be perfect. Then you're a fucking liar. <laughs> like, I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. Oh, yeah there's, there's no parenting book that could have, that could have imagined Fortnite. You're like, like you said, oh. there's no book you can read. Yeah. A book that was the best thing ever 10 years ago. No, burn it. It means no. nothing. It's all about like like giving them, you know, because I feel like life is about fundamentals and, and things that you can apply to every situation. And it's all about just trying to give them the tools to deal with life as it happens, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, make it so they, they don't care about what people think, even though we all do when we're teenagers, young children, like we're always thinking about other, what other people think. It's not till later. I think that you start kind of getting over that, but, um, you know, there's like the, there was always that kid at school that was like, you know, dressed like the, you know, he was like the goth kid or something or the vampire kid or something. And he didn't care, you know, he was like, whatever, <laughs> but everybody else, you know, it's like, it, you know, when you think you're like, oh man, they're looking at my acne or something, but they're thinking about their acne too, you know, even as oh, well, I always say, yeah. And, yeah. and you can't, it's hard to explain that to a kid. And I, I remember being a teenager and Somebody could tell me that right now, an adult could tell me that, and I would I wouldn't have gotten it. I've been like, no, you got to figure it out for yourself. You know, it's just mm -hmm. part of life. But hopefully, we're giving them some building blocks and some tools to be able to handle all this awful shit that happens. You know, and hopefully they're not assholes. <laughs> and hopefully yeah. they're not assholes. Yeah, I don't think they will be. You, you know, you you definitely are not an asshole. You can tell, mm -hmm. and so I, I doubt you're going to allow your kids to be assholes. It comes down to that, right? If the parents are really don't want their kids to be assholes and work hard at it, I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, there there are some parents that aren't trying at all, you know. Yeah, I'm like, oh wow, that kid's going to be a total shithead, you know. <laughs> yep, no. asshole training. It's so yeah. crazy how how you can see that too at such a young age, even like at eight or nine, you're just like, oh, you're going to be a prick, and then you like meet their parents, and you go, and that's why. Not your fault, kid. Their fault. It really sucks because it isn't their fault, you know. No, there's a little girl. Nobody, there was no one there checking them, you yeah. know. When it was time to like, every kid does dumb shit. You just gotta yeah. be like, yo, no, don't fucking. That's not no, that's not right, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My my daughter's just like, my both my kids are great, but my daughter's just really, uh, she's like so different. She's such a, she's a ball of sunshine. She's like the most positive thing in the house. She's like. She's five. She says and does the sweetest little things. She says, please and thank you. She goes, she, she'll just walk and be like, I love you so much, daddy. Or I love you so much, mommy. And like, or I want to see Graham or, you know, just, I miss Graham so much. Like just these little sweet little things. Or she goes to like Draven when he's like mad, but she like rubs his back. What's the matter, buddy? Like stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And like, how, how, you know? And like, like Danielle taught her sign language for certain things when she was like, before she could speak. So she's going like this, like more, like when she's hungry, you know, hungry or like just all kinds of things, man. It was just like, I was just blown away, you know? That's awesome, man. That's yeah. so awesome. She's a little artist. She's going to be, she's definitely, she wants to do something in the, in the arts. You How know? old is she? Five. Five. Okay, cool. That's a fun age. Yeah. That's before you know about assholes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't 
Don't let her play Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> well, she already, she games a little bit, but, uh, yeah, she, that's what I'm worried about is like anybody fucks with her. I'm going to be so, it's going to be a lot to restrain me. And oh I'm, not that, I'm like, fuck you. You know, like, I'm not like that, but like thinking about somebody hurting my daughter or like oh. my daughter, a shitty look or being mean to her. So I'm just like, Oh my God, dude, my daughter's 12, you know? And like, and she, it's like, she's like a teenage girl now. And it's so fucking weird, man. Like, uh, and she, you know, all of her friends, obviously right now they're not coming over, but my house is a house that a lot of her friends like to come over and spend the night and all that. And it, and like, just, just seemed like it was just like a couple weeks ago. It was just a handful of little girls at my house having sleepovers. And now it's like fucking bras and tampons everywhere. And just talking about oh, boys. No. I'm just like, no, Oh, it's terrifying. What a bummer, dude. Yeah, they're, they're all on like TikTok and like... Oh, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. All TikTok and all the time. Even when she's not on TikTok, she's doing the dances. Like, she can't... We'll be having dinner and she'll just be there fucking deet, deet, doing her little thing. And I'm like, you fucking... Please, God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what's up, Howie? What's up with, like, Ballyhoo right now? What are you guys trying to do? Like, you guys you know, live streaming or doing just trying to keep busy in any way possible. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're live. I think we're going to be doing a live stream every month until they say absolutely no going outside. Um, you know, cause it, it's, it, they put us under uh stay at home or whatever, but it's like, you can still go out and do things, mm-hmm. essential things, I guess. Uh, so we're trying to do like once a month. Um, we did one last month, full band, and we have this place that's like 20 minutes away. And we're lucky to have it because there's a lot of bands that, that don't have this. But um, we're, uh, it's a place that, that runs sound at a lot of events uh, in the area all around the state. And um, they decided when all this went down, they like had the foresight. They're like, yo, live stream, like we could turn this into a studio and they put all their gear together and like set up the space in their warehouse. And it's just lights, like full on professional light show, um, sound. Uh, they've got, I think five cameras, uh, full console. Um, and like the front of house is in a completely different room in, in the warehouse. So that he can sit there and, and like watch the broadcast and, and mix Get a the nice mix. Yeah. Rather than be in the room and try to mix on headphones. Um, just very pro and, so we were going to do it at Baltimore soundstage. Um, and I started, they didn't have like all the stuff that was needed. So I started like, you know, putting in extra time and like going and trying to find gear, the proper cameras and all the stuff, stuff to make your, your cameras wireless. So you can have roamers if you want things like that. Cause I, I didn't want just like a stationary camera, you know, yeah. I was thinking of anything multicam, like two to three that you could bounce between. Uh, and that ended up falling through because of when uh, the governor made the decision, they had to shut down. So uh, we hit up Harford Sound and they were like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Went in like a couple of days later and it was just like, I'm so stoked how it turned out. You know, we, we had to learn a few things. It, was, it wasn't 100% perfect. Um, but so this time going and we're doing it again tomorrow and uh, we're going to be like ready to go. And we're going to play our, uh, our album Daydreams uh, front to back. Um, cause you know, it's like, you know, there's all kinds of artists doing this right now. And, um, <clears throat> some, some bands, I haven't seen anything at all. Um, but like, there's a lot of artists doing it. And I feel like at some point, just like anything else, it's going to get, 
a little old in a way. Like, you know, I can do this. Everybody's going to see this every time. What can I do to make it different? You know, what can I do to make it more exciting for the, for the people watching, you know, and I'm asking for donations, you know, it's like, you know, it's like we we're doing this so we can stay alive. We're doing it because like we want to give something for the fans to do. And people are clamoring for something to watch more content to take in. So this is like really easy, but when I'm doing a show, man, I want to make sure that like people are getting some value out of it, you know, and they're not just like watching me play songs again for the hundredth time. And Hey tips, you know, if you're down, you know, like, um, <laughs> you know, and, you know, just make it, make it an experience. So with this one, we wanted to do something cool and different. So we decided we're going to play daydreams front to back. We hadn't, we haven't done that yet. Um, so we're lo- really looking forward to that. Um, we're, we're actually going to go through some old songs that either weren't released or like at least like limited like 10 years ago, uh, or songs that we felt like we could do better. And we're actually going to re-record them and, um, put those out over time. Um, maybe in a release this summer or something. Um, cause we're like, man, we've got some really great songs that like maybe didn't sound as good as they could. Or maybe like, why did I sing like that? Or why didn't I fix that? You know, that guitar lick or something. Dude, I, that's just, I know exactly that feeling, man. <laughs> Especially after you, you know, you, you start playing a song and you play a song for five or six years live and then you don't really listen to the recording for so long. And then you go back and listen to the recording and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. It's it's like, (laughs) this is what people are listening to every day. (laughs) You know, I I can't, I can't, uh, have a hard time listening to anything before daydreams and even daydreams has some like things on it. I'm like, Oh geez, like a little cringy, but like, our three albums before that are very cringy for me. And it's like, it's <laughs> I'm proud, super proud, but it's like, fuck dude. Like, wow. Like I listen to Cali girl. It's one of our most popular songs and it gets spins all the time. I'm just like, fuck, is this what people are listening to? You know, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I got a handful of those tracks too. Every time it like randomly pops up on like a Pandora or something, I'm just like, Oh fuck. <laughs> I, I, I remember, uh, uh, there's a newfound glory song. Um, uh, uh, have I waited too long? That one they have an they have a, like an original version of that that it came on like a, a playlist one time. I'm like whoa, wow! Like his, like his voice is like not like this is when they just started. Obviously, and they yeah. like the album later, but like stuff like that. You know, I think Revolution has like I think Safe and Sound. They have an old version of that. Like the new ones just sounds so much better. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of bands that do that over time. Like we had actually re- we recorded a couple songs in the earlier records because like, oh, let's redo this, you know? Yeah. But now it's like we're at a point where like we know how to record. We've been in the studio hundreds of times. You know, we we just know how to do this now. And it's like I figure we can really serve up these songs and really make them new and fun. And there's some bands that are actually going back and instead of releasing like a greatest hits with like all the big songs, they'll release the greatest hits, but they'll take they'll take those greatest hits and they'll re-record them now and make them sound dope and re- release them that way. And I think that's, that's really, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, are you, when you do your lives uh, now, are you playing any of your solo stuff that you put out? Are you, do you play that with value? Uh, no, I, the, the stuff, the solo stuff has pretty much just been me, you know, sitting here doing this. Um, you know, maybe one day we'll, we'll work in some songs. A couple of them are actually songs that were recorded for old Ballyhoo records, but never made it. And oh, I was yeah. just, well, we're never going to record that. So I'll just use it, you know, cause I thought they were good songs. It just, for whatever reason, they didn't turn out or something, you know? Oh dude, there's so many songs I look back on and go, man, that didn't make that album, but that was a great song. And that's yeah. fucking, we're never going to do anything with that. So yeah, it's good to have somewhere, an avenue to put those out. Yeah. 
But yeah. I really like, uh, I was listening to your latest one on solo was self-care. Yeah. I thought that was really cool for people who are watching. You can check it out. Here's the little picture on iTunes. I'll throw up there uh, a better version of that photo. But um, I thought it was cool. And it was a different, like, uh, Howie than I was used to hearing. I feel like you almost got, like, started doing some rapping in there. I was like, oh, shit. So, so okay, I don't know if you know, but that, that's a Mac Miller song. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, so now I just sound like an idiot. No, no, no. I, uh, it's fine. There's some people hit me up with that. Like, yo, that shit's sick. I'm like, yeah, I wish it was mine. Um, I, so I heard Mac Miller. I, I'd always knew who Mac Miller was. I always, always yeah. known him. But I always thought he was like a clown, you know? I was just like, okay, it's just some white kid. He's just got, because I saw him on like some clips from his show, just being goofy. And I'm like, okay, this is just one of these like mumble rapping clowns, you know? And um, didn't pay him much, much attention. And then, uh, you know, of course, he dies. And I'm like, oh, wow, that, that sucks. You know, it's awful. It's always awful when someone dies. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was obviously beloved. And then a couple months back, like late 2019, I'm just li- my bass player, Nick's just listening to a, like a hip hop playlist and self-care comes on. And I'm like, yo, what is this? I like turned it up and I'm like, all right, that's Mac Miller. Holy shit. Okay. So <clears throat> I felt dumb because I was like, I just missed out. I knew he was dead and I missed out on this whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that was the one that really connected with me. I was like, I could, I feel like I could really do something different with this, uh, make it my own kind of in my style, like with the reggae stuff. And like, and I knew I was going to have to try my hand at, at rapping, you know, and I, I've done, I did some like light rapping stuff and like some old value shit hadn't done it since like the third record which was like over like 12 years ago yeah what do you guys have like eight records seven eight working on number eight right now wow yeah nice plus some eps and shit but uh so i knew like i was gonna have to do that no so oh my god so i did a couple passes at it and i listened back i'm like this is so fucking vanilla dude like i'm just like man what you know so i i just did it over and over. You know, you see, the, the, the best thing about recording at home is I can do it a million times. And, and no one's there to judge you. No one's here to judge me. There's nobody. I'm not in the booth. You know, <laughs> I'm just the only one here. And uh, I, I, just, I just did my best, you know, Tim Armstrong meets Mac Miller impression. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, just like, yeah, climbing over that wall. You know, just like really, just try to like, I don't know. Um, so, and then the rest of it was like, you know, so, but that was the one I felt like I could, really adapt for what I did. And I just basically, I kept the whole thing. I built the, I imported the track into Pro Tools and just built, or no, Logic actually, and built it right on top of the original track. So it's like the same length because I would, I would go back and reference because I would say as an exercise to an artist that's trying to learn how to produce, uh, this was a great exercise because I was never good at like making track beats. And that was something I was like, yeah, I want to start getting into that a little bit. And uh, I was able to go back and reference and listen. I, I just matched the beat exactly. And I try to find the closest tones I have. And I, I have machine and all that. So I've got all these great tones. And just start dialing stuff in and um, literally listening, just, like really paying attention to all the details. Because there's all kinds of like little, little like short light snares and little clicks and things that you're not, you're not paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it sounds really authentic. And um, so that was a nice exercise. But then I was just able to like really go at it and like add the stickies, you know, the little, the, the mutes on the guitar of the bass, you know, the single notes. I love doing those. Um, and that end part, when it switches to the oblivion part, um, it's like those R&B chords. I learned, that's another thing. I got to learn how to play some cool chords on the piano now. Like 
I don't know, man. I just really enjoyed it. It turned out really well. It, uh, people really like it. Uh, people that checked it out got a lot of messages that weekend. And um, nice, yeah, it's great. It sounds great. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I wish I had written it. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely, I'm, I want to go in that direction a little bit more and like explore. You know? It, yeah, yeah. The beauty of doing the solo thing, aside from the value stuff, is like I can just do whatever I want. There's no expectation. You know? It's nice. No, totally. That's, that's fucking great. That's uh, it's funny. You say that too. You wish you wrote it because you know, me and Rome just put out that cover of Van Morrison song stoned me. And I had so many people hit me up like, that's such an amazing song, man. Like you're right. Your songwriting is getting so amazing. And I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> do I take the time to explain to you or do I just say, thanks. <laughs> you know, let just say thanks and let them let them figure it out later. You know that's what I say. I'm like they're eventually gonna figure it out and be like, oh, it's a cover. Duddy's a fucking liar. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Then they're gonna be like, and Duddy took credit for it. All right, burning the records, dude. That's it's um, unfortunately the times we're in. Hey, you know what? Regardless, if you uh, write a song or you do a cover song, if you put it out and it affects people in a positive way. Does it make you feel good, Jake? Oh, oh it does. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, corny segues that you guys are trying to come up with between your segments. Yes. Yeah, that was my segue right there. Um, yeah. And speaking of feeling good on this uh, podcast, we have some sponsors that make us feel good. And as always, Koi CBD, we love this product. We love this company. They've been with us since day one. I literally take the drops every day, which now I'm not even doing drops. Now they gave me a big old bottle of these drops. I put a little spray topper in it. So now I just open up and go like Banaka. And I just do like 37 <laughs> sprays of that under my tongue. And then after I do that, I take the new inhaler that they gave me, 1,000 milligram CBD inhaler straight to the bloodstream. Just, cat. I take a whacker of that. <laughs> and I'm just feeling so amazing. But right now, guys, what they got going on is so cool. Um, and everyone needs this. I know you do because they're out fucking everywhere. Hand Sanny, hand sanitizer. They have it and they ha it smells so good. And uh, what, what they're doing too is every ounce of hand sanitizer they sell, they are matching that and sending it to uh, hospitals and first responders all through Southern California. So go to Koi CBD, uh, pick up some hand sanitizer and put in code DuddyB at checkout and you will get 20% uh, off your order. Damn. Also, uh, on it, another amazing company, and that's on it with two N's, O N N I T dot com. And these guys have so many amazing products, so many amazing supplements. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. Um, if you're looking for, you know, supplements for working out, if you're looking for things to, you know, my, my brother started running a lot. He's, he, uh, what have you been taking for the running? The electrolytes and what else? Dude, the electrolytes mixed with the pre-workout, and now they have a thing called stone bone, which like it's just for your bone. Yeah, for your boner. No, it's for your bones, you know, because dude, when you're running a lot, your knees might start hurting and stuff. They come in like the pellets. I've been ripping those things apart and dumping the the dust from inside, mixing that in. So electrolytes, pre-workout, some stone bone. Nice. And I'm just running fucking laps. Running, so yeah. And right now, I am um, every single day, they have the Shroom Tech Immune Boost. 
right? I mean, we could all use a little immune boost right now, and it's got the, the on its room tech technology in there. Uh, I daily take the Alpha Brain as well to stay smart and stay sharp. And right now, I've been talking about it every episode, and I'm going to talk about it again because I think it's important right now for everyone. They have these new mood pills, and they're great for just relaxing. Everyone's stressed out right now, and I know parents at home who are doing homeschool with their kids. Holy fuck, it's stressful. And uh, you know, it's not a sleeping pill. It's not going to knock you out. So I, I like to take it around five or so in the afternoon. And it just kind of relaxes you and mellows you out for the end of the night. And then when you do fall asleep, you're going to sleep through uh, the whole entire night like a little baby. So go to on it with two N's, O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash Duddy after that, and you will get 10% off your order. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? And as always, let me, let me mention to uh, cutlessbrand.com. Um, we did just drop a new men and women's line. I know it's a hard times right now. And uh, you know, if you can't make it over there, I get it. But we did make a new men and women's line. We had it in the makes before all this craziness happened and it came in. So we put it up and it's there and you can go get it. Um, uh, lots of new cool styles. And if you put in code Duddy B, you will get 15% off your order at cutlessbrand.com. Go check it out. Yeah. And as I'm doing these stupid little plugs, I'm just going to throw a quick one. If you guys are listening to this, (laughs) please leave us a comments or reviews. It really does help the podcast get noticed and keep going. So thank you. Let's go. Dude, any more? The local pizzeria? I could throw down a fucking Patreon drop right now if you want. If you guys are enjoying the show and you want some behind the scenes content from this and every episode, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash feeling good with Duddy. It's a small monthly fee. It helps the podcast keep going and you're going to get lots of awesome bonus content and you're going to get to do cool things like what I'm about to do is I'm going to ask Howie some fan questions that have come from our Patreon members. So we're going to get into the Patreon fan questions right now. Yeah, Duddy, fucking hell, you must have doubled on the alpha brain because you're on absolute burning hot liquid magma fire right now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see, I, I have these uh, questions up here, but I have not read through them yet, so let me... You know, oh dust my God, the first one is pretty funny, and I hope that you don't take offense to this because... It's kind of funny, but I don't think it's disrespectful. Hey, Howie, has, um, from Kristen Parsons, one of our Patreon members, would like to know, has anyone ever told you that you bear resemblance to Neil Patrick Harris? My <laughs> son and I noticed it when we saw you in Tulsa last February. <laughs> All the fucking time. <laughs> I, this goes back to the 80s, bro, when he was on Doogie Hauser. Oh, man. School called me Doogie in elementary school. And then it's just something that when he resurfaced in uh, <laughs> uh, Kumar and uh, yep. those movies, Harold and Kumar. Kumar, all of a sudden it was it was NPH, and NPH. then on Warp Tour in 2016, every single day at the merch table, it was it was countless. You know, dude, do you ever find Styles? Uh, sometimes Heath Ledger, which yeah, awesome, I'll take that. Um, uh, the, the the new guy, DJ Qualls, yeah, I, I get him all the time. That is fucking Red, hilarious. Red calls me True Blood. Fucking uh, Scarsguard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see that one. That That's so funny. That, that, I, that. I, yeah, I can you see that. Nordic. <laughs> but uh, fuck, I did not see the the Doogie Hauser and until that question, and now I can't not see it. I'm like, what the hell? It was sitting right in front of me. Oh yeah, I can't miss it now. You are NPH. But you know what? NPH is fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. So I'll take it. 
dude, yeah. everybody loves fucking MPH. No one's like, ah, I don't, I fucking hate that guy. Why would you? And you, you remember where he kind of resurfaced first was uh, Starship Troopers. Was he? He was, in he was in it. Yeah. I haven't seen that in years. That dude. was a that was a fucking great movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember being surprised on how much I actually enjoyed that movie. I was like, that, I thought that was going to be cheesy as fuck. That was great. Dude, well, it looks cheesy, and the way it's presented, I love, because it's like that old-timey news thing, like, bugs are coming across the galaxy. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? And then it's brutal. It's bloody. There's tits. You're like, yeah. Like, 15 minutes in, they're in a shower, and I remember being like, "There's everyone's boobs are out, and then people are just getting blood stabbed, and then Neil Patrick Harris... <laughs> Like, blood stabbed yes fucking shanked with the bugs but, uh, <laughs> um this is a cool one and i think of this is kind of for all of us if, if uh you got something you want to say too jake um jesse Zilst uh, zilstra from our patreon wants to know what's the what's the first place you guys are going to go to when everything opens back up man oh my god <clears throat> florida probably yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we did it's like a second home, you know, Florida, like Janice Live in St. Pete or something. Like, yeah, it's probably gonna be the first spot. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're talking band. Your band's going to Florida. Oh, the band. Okay, I thought you meant uh, me or uh, the band. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't go anywhere unless it's with the band. So. Yeah. Right. No, I don't know. I mean, I obviously I think like the first place I'll do is be like, dude, we're going out to a restaurant. <laughs> fucking get your Sunday best on. We going. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to Applebee's. Yeah, That's get out of those pajamas you've been wearing for three months. And, uh, I don't know, dude. I'm going on a vacation of some sort. Yeah, I want to just like we're lucky, Daddy and I live in California. You can just drive up the coast and there's a million beaches to stop at, and that's 100 it. I mean, all the state parks are closed, all the beaches. So I can't wait to just go sit on a beach and not have to worry about uh, getting a life altering illness right yeah um jake here's one for you um nick ewing wants to know hey jake how'd rocky's party go any good scores at target oh yeah um so yeah my son what he's talking about my son rocky turned one on sunday on, on easter sunday and so you know it was obviously a funky you know we're in coronal time so i was on lockdown so um it also it was raining it was like raining pretty hard on Sunday here in Southern California. So it was a funky birthday, but I did get him like some tambourines, some shakers, like a little drum. And I gave him that. We got him a birthday cake. He dunked it all over his face. So, I mean, he's one years old, so he's not going to remember <laughs> it, but it's amazing. As soon as this shit's over with, we'll have a party for Rocky, you know? Yep. And then Nick Ewing also asked one for me. He said, uh, daddy, any more songs you and Rome did together going to be, released in addition to stone me yes definitely um obviously this has put a little damper on it i mean we we were planning on finishing that roman duddy tour and then coming back here and pretty much jumping right into recording some new new songs that we have written together but you know we're, we're on the lockdown so we're not going to mess around we're not trying to get in the studio right now and so the answer is yes um but do i have a date and time of when i do not unfortunately um, Lacey McDonald would like to know how we and Duddy could we ever expect a collaboration between the two of you in the future? I mean, uh, I don't see why not. And Jared already jumped on a Ballyhoo track. He did he was maybe we just got to get Howie on a Dirty Heads track? Yeah, 
you know, I'm, I'm down, dude. Let's do something, man. Or you know what? We actually were talking about me and Rome, too. And I think that we were trying to do this last one, but I believe you had schedule something that you, you weren't able to do. But we, wanna have, we wanted to have uh, Howie as well come out on the Friends and Family Tour. And then we, Rome, and Howie do a track together as well. Which we were trying to do with Micah, but he w- he had to tour with Iration um, before that tour, so we weren't able to get together because our whole plan was for me, Rome, and Micah to also write a song together and play that during the tour, but we weren't able to get in. So hopefully we'll get to do that with Howie before the next tour. Um, Plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going on. Um, so this one's for Howie. Sarah and T-Bird from our Patreon would like to know, um, Howie, how did you pick the name Ballyhoo for your name? Do you really like that fish or does it just sound cool? <laughs> uh, it goes back to, we started the band 25 years ago. And uh, so I was a child and anything sounded good. And uh, yeah, I, we were looking for a name and a friend of ours, um, shout out Michelle Heller. Um, she's, like, she's like, hey, you should call your band Ballyhoo. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, oh, yeah, it just means crazy. I looked it up in the dictionary at the time. It means uh, like uh, like organized chaos or, or like craziness. Like if you go to like, a, like a, a, a festival, a beer festival, look at all the shit happening. This is the ballyhoo that's going on. And it also meant like loud noise. So like at the time, I remember thinking like, oh, we're like a loud noise in my mom's basement. And uh, it just stuck. And like the, the name, it was, it was cool because it was like one word. And it was like block letters and very colorful in my mind. So like uh, all the imagery since then has always been like lots of color and just big, bold letters. And um, it just stuck after a while, you know, Uh, and, you know, and then you get to a certain point where it's just like, well, we can't change it now. You know, I look back all the time, like we have like the worst name ever. Um, But it's better than dirty heads. No, it's, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, you guys got a cool name. I mean, it's something to do with you you know, you guys just being like dirty kids from the beach, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cool, you know, like there's something to that. And for me, it was just like, Oh, that, that sounds cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I was like 14. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, sometimes I wish we could change it, <laughs> but <laughs> I have it like tattooed on them now and shit. So that would be, yeah. I think it's a good name. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like, the, I like, I always like the one word name. That's just a catchy like word. And I think, I think it's a great name. Yeah. Th- I appreciate it. Thanks. Dude, Howie, just yeah. remember that there's a pretty big band called the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Ballyhoo is cool. <laughs> we talked about it, I think, on a couple episodes ago. Yeah. This one always blew my fucking mind, Howie. Maybe, maybe you'll agree with me that how did this, how did this pass? How did this band have like a number one radio hit? They had a record label. People, there was like people buying t-shirts and their band name was the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. <laughs> what? It is a what stat- is, it that is-, is the most creepiest fucking molestation yeah. name I've ever heard in my life. Dude, I, I said, it's a statutorial band name. Like, yeah, it's very, very college. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Dude, I popped her fucking cherry, bro. Like, oh. Yeah, oh, that's the worst thing that any... I hate... There's a few things that dudes will say, like, she's on her rag. And I'm always like, what year is it, asshole? And then the pop the cherry thing is always just horrifying. Can Can we fucking just straight up, this is our no more word today, is popped her cherry? Yeah, there you go. Here it comes. So, Duddy, I don't think we can sing over it with the Zoom song. 
Yeah, we can't. I've noticed if you turn to the drops and then we talk, it cuts out. So I'll just do the drop and then I'll, and then we'll, we'll go. Here it All is. Right. An impromptu, no more words. That audio sucks. We're going to move right past that drop. <laughs> it just cuts up. <laughs> um, okay, guys, you heard it. No more words. Guys. And this is, I, I'm hoping no older people our age say this. I think this is mostly college and high school and under. Don't ever go to your buddies and go, hey, guys, I popped her cherry last night. Oh. What does that now anyway? I've, I haven't heard that in so long. Uh. Well, I'm on board with that. Like, why? What is That's that? So gross. Last last episode, we ex nade fingered. There's just certain things where you're like, "Come on, guys, yeah. come the fuck on." And and, and and if you're a guy that if your buddy comes up to you and goes, "I popped your fucking cherry," and you're like, "Right on," and you like high five, fuck you too. Okay. Yeah, it's a double fuck you. When when you said the name of the band Cherry Popping Daddies, I was like, that sounds like the the like name of, of a party crew of the worst people at your school. Yeah. Like me and my buddies, we're, we're going to the party. We're called the cherry pop and daddy <laughs> kicking in the front door with a case of cool. Who's going to get it tonight? And just the worst ass hats in your town. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I didn't even think about that. Till you said that. Cause it's one of those things that like, it just gets, you're just used to it and it's 20 years old and you're just like, I don't even, yeah, Cherry Pop and Daddies, you know, but now that you bring it to light, it's like, yeah, that's really weird. Why would you name your band that? Yeah. And you're right. Cause it's like, that didn't occur to me back then when they were like killing it or when they had their song on the radio. I didn't think about that, but like, I just recently, like we were talking about weird band names and that one popped up and I was just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. You took a step back and went, Hey, wait a minute. I used yeah. to dance to the Zoot Suit Riot. I believe that. <laughs> we, we went over this last time. Whenever the Zoot Suit Riot. That's Dude, I awesome. thought when that song first came out, I thought it was Zoot Zoot Suit Ryan. I thought it was about a guy. Zoot Suit Ryan. Oh, just the dude he used to work with at Target. Fucking Zoot Suit Ryan. There was, <laughs> there was they they caught that. Remember that little tiny big band explosion? You know, yep. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy was another one. Yep around i want to say remember when the mask came out and he it's all like the music at that club was all big band and he turns he like he like let's rock this joint he like turns the whole place in like a big band and yeah diaz and everything it's just like it got popular from that i think you know and uh they totally. wave. yeah weird. we had so we had this i think it was we had like the squirrel nut zipper was that one no oh, that band squirrel. that band is sick though yeah, and then I don't, I don't even know if they were a rockabilly, but you're right. There was this weird moment where Big Band just came back and then just left out the back door as quickly as it walked in the front. I was like, all right, good to see you. Yeah, and, and that movie, The Mask, was right in the middle of it, and Jim yeah. Carrey comes sliding in, smoking yep. or whatever. Yeah. It's because <laughs> just like all pop music, that's how pop culture is. They go, oh, look at that. It's like on to the next one, you know? Yep. Yeah, but I and that called me to freeze. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, carries, carries my man, dude. I love. He's like top three easily. He's like oh, my, and I feel like he's my dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, just, I've I've gone back recently and and watched the uh, Ace Venturas with my kids. Yeah. Fuck, dude, it is so good. It's so good. Damn. my my daughter loves Jim Carrey now. Like I'm. 
I'm introducing her to like, she watched Liar Liar the other day and uh, showed her uh, Bruce Almighty. And she, she just loves Jim Carrey, man. Yep. Ace Ventura, all of it. So, you know what I've gone back to now and I'm watching with my kids. I'm, I'm going back and I'm watching all the Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> like, dude, they're, they're fucking great. Like, it is what it is. You know exactly what you're fucking getting. <laughs> Funny every time. You're like, all right. It's shit on a lot, man. And it's, you know, his humor, like his movies, like they hadn't been as great. You know, like it's just a different style of humor these days. But like, you know, I heard Uncut Gems is wonderful. I haven't seen it yet. Dude, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I want to watch it. Uh, but yeah, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. And, you know, uh, I need to go. I never actually saw the in full um, uh, uh, Little Nicky. Uh, or the Water Boy. I haven't watched either one of those really. Oh, oh dude, shit. those They're are great. Bad. They're great. Little Nicky's funny. Water is great. Yeah. I, I yeah. gotta go back and just just sit down with the kids and watch those. Yeah, they're good ones to watch. Particularly Water Boy is a, is a it's a banger. Dude. You're gonna die. So I'm yeah. I'm kind of happy for you that you haven't really dove into those two because you're gonna have a good night watching those. Cool. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So. Uh, Howie has has told us that he does have a, a scary zone story. So let me ask you this, Duddy. Do you want me to try to play the scary? Should we try with the drops? What do you think? It's so shaky on the Zoom. I, I think that honestly, if, if you're trying to play the scary music in the background while he's talking, it's just going to sound like shit. It might. So how do you want to handle this? Just go right into it, I just think? fucking hear it, yeah. All right, Howie, dude, our apologies. You know, normally we have fucking, Have you ever been scared? Whoa! There you go. There you yeah, go. There you go. That was perfect. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I. You know, this is gonna be. This might be like a weird. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to bring the podcast down or anything. But no, this is uh, after my dad died. Um, I had this uh, weird moment. Um, where I got a few moments, a few moments where um, I'm not the type of person like I don't know if I believe in ghosts or not, right? Or like weird shit like that. Cause you see those ghost videos, like the dudes, like, bro, did you hear that, bro? And it's like, you know, <laughs> they got their phone out and they're just like, I heard something. It's like, anyway, so yeah, it gets weird, man. Like my my dad died in like a that week, like a few days later. Um, my my fiance's mom is here, and she's uh, she's I'm I'm just like cleaning the dishes or something in the kitchen and i have one of those like windows you can see out of the dining room and um it was christmas time and we had the tree set up and everything and i'm like i'm just like finishing the dishes and uh something falls off the tree right and uh it, we were just we just random we were just sitting there talking and it like I went over and checked it out. I'm just like, that's weird. It's very strange. And sometimes you put heavy, heavy stuff on the tree and the, the, the limbs give and things fall off, you know, that's, that's what my mind's telling me, my logical brain. So then like, um, uh, also in the same, the same time, uh, I had, I was standing near the, in the living room near the tree and all that. And I start getting this like really insane chill. You know, when you get the chills and your hair stands up the back of your neck, I got that. And, but it lasted for like 20 minutes and it was very intense, Ooh. very intense. Like it wasn't just like a, Ooh, I got to chill. It was like, like, Whoa, <laughs> it was really weird, man. And like, um, and to, to the point of where, and this is only like, like I said, a few days after my dad passed and it was just like literally me going like, dad, is that you like that? You know what I mean? And I don't really, it's weird for me to, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Forward a few years later. Uh, same thing. I'm in the kitchen or doing something 
And uh, yeah, no, it was just this past Christmas. That's right. Something falls off the tree. And I was like, all right. And um, then a second thing falls off the tree, bro. Like a second thing ornament falls off the fucking tree within a few minutes. Like, come over here. Like, get over here. Like, I'm just, I'm in the other. <laughs> I checked the video. I've got like a canary in my house. I'm like, I checked the video later because I had to watch this. It's literally, I hear something and you see me like, and then it takes me like 10 minutes. I'm just staring at it from across the room. I just <laughs> walk over really slow. And so uh, when my dad passed away, we dumped his ashes in the, in the bay here in the river uh, near the lighthouse, which is like a pretty popular spot in town. My dad lived here in Havity Grace. He loved the town. So we like, you know, let's make him a part of it. You know, like in our minds, let's make him part of it. So we dumped his ashes out there. So fast forward back, I finally walk over to the, to the tree and I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm looking for the things that fell. The second thing that fell was the fucking lighthouse ornament. We have the lighthouse from, it's like a, we bought the little ornament from a gift shop in town, I guess, as a gift. I got it. And the fucking lighthouse was on the floor, dude. Like, again, just like, I felt like a fucking wolf. Like all the hair on my body was just like. And intense for, for 10, 15 minutes, man. Again, dad, is that you kind of, you know, like yeah. what the hell, man? Like, and I'm not like, I, I'm a type of person, like I'm not religious. I'm, I don't know if you even call it spiritual. I don't know, but like, I'm, I don't believe any of that shit. Like I, I'm pretty much like, okay, lights out kind of guy, you know? And uh, for, for that, it really starts to test you. You know, you're like, okay, what is going on here? Is the, does the energy go away? Does it, you know? So that, that shit, as weird as it was, I mean, and thinking, you know, it's, it's just my dad, probably it still scared the shit out of me. It was like the weirdest thing, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. No, that's creepy, man. Yeah, man. It was, that was probably the, the weirdest experiences I've ever had. Uh, it, another time my dad and I thought we saw aliens. Um, and this happened twice, uh, in 96, I was going to get my, my, uh, driver's, uh, permit and he took me there and I failed the test I had to go back the next day but on the way back he's letting me drive and he goes hey stop and we're near my house we stopped the car on the side of the road in town and we saw these like six things these six things in the distance that did not look like planes it was these silver bullet looking things they were going really fast and they would just appear and they would just disappear out, out of a certain you know in the sky and then five more you know it was like one and then five more and, and they followed the same path. They did not look like planes. And my dad, he's already like, he loves this shit. So he was just like, oh my God, I think we saw, we saw aliens. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then it happened again, like four years later, I'm driving with my buddy in Pennsylvania and we're just like driving and like, see the same, like, dude, my dad and I saw this shit like four years ago. Like, holy shit. You know, like just the weirdest stuff, man. I don't know. And yeah. then I love getting into like the, the pyramids and shit. Like, like I think Tesla or somebody believed that like, the pyramids at one point were like communication devices. So like we could communicate all over the world. So that's why the pyramids all over the world and the tips are like gold. So like they use like the electromagnetic forces of the earth and shit. And like, you can, you can like, like a phone basically, or like a yeah, yeah. dude. I love that shit, man. I love that shit too, man. I geek out on that crap all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there's my scary shit. Hell yeah. That's yeah. great. I love it. 
And you know what? They always say too, like the the people who like get abducted or that see aliens, like they usually the aliens come back for them. That's why they you saw them four years later. They're like we're, they're checking back in on you. Yeah. How, yeah. Many, how yeah. many years has it been since the last sighting? Because you're due for another visit. I gotta be. That was uh, twenty years ago. So it's gotta oh. be. Oh shit! You're overdue. I'm way way overdue. <laughs> oh man. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's uh, it's time for Howie to tell us about a time where he has shit his pants. <laughs> yeah. Jake, you're just going to have to do it, your little drop. Just Jake. do it myself or what? Yeah. Chicka, 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 <laughs> chicka. All aboard. Next stop, Poopersville. You sounded so Baltimore saying that. <laughs> uh, nice. That's what I was going for. Oh, welcome to Poopersville, hon. I'm going to go on down to Ocean City and get my Mitsubishi and make out with my boyfriend on the beach. Uh, <laughs> is that Baltimore? Don't forget to change the oil. Oh, oh, my God. That's your zone. Yeah. I've, I've strayed from that accent as much as possible. And it comes out sometimes. I hear it later when it's recorded or something. And I'm like, ah. Uh. Uh, it's it's like you get those local car commercials and stuff and it's just like you hear it hard you know <laughs> oh that's awesome i want to look for that now i'm gonna have to like type it in because i'm not yeah. super familiar with it remember the movie remember the movie uh hairspray yeah um, watch that and and the um the girl's mother the girl that plays the girl's mother or the guy that plays the girl it's a, it's a guy that plays the uh plays the girl's mother and then john travolta when they remade the movie he played the the mother um, but and he nailed the Baltimore accent. So so watch one of those movies and you'll you'll hear it. Um, there's also two Maryland guys with Google Home on YouTube. YouTube. You can look that up. Shit's ridiculous. Um, okay, Google. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay, I've got uh, I've got two stories I can tell. Uh, one is probably more entertaining than the other. Um, the first one is like just I think just getting older. It's just a thing that happens. You don't stop. <laughs> dance when you're fucking eight you know it's like it just continues through life that i've noticed and um i was uh <clears throat> i was about to go on stage at some bar in new jersey it had to be new jersey um and i was wearing like light colored jeans and white shoes Ooh, of course right and uh just trying to look sharp and fresh you know and um the the way it was set up is like there's no the bathroom was like a public bathroom. There's no bathroom in, in the uh, green room, which is one of the worst fucking green rooms. If you don't have a bathroom in your green room, bro. What was this place called? Uh, it's a, it's called, uh, it's a small place. It's called, um, Anhope house. Okay. Yeah. It's a little, little place in, in Stanhope, New Jersey. We've had great shows there. Just the amenities aren't as great. Yeah. Plenty of places like that. But anyway, so I'm like, all right, I got to piss so bad. So I like ran down. It was like five minutes before showtime. I run down, just run around the crowd through the back or whatever, go to like the parking lot and out to the tree line area and just like, just start peeing, right? <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, I got to hurry up because I got my ears in still and I can hear, you know, the RFs in and out, but I can hear like them checking. And so I'm like, I got to hurry up. So, you know, you do one of those things where you like try to force your pee out. And yeah, I shit my pants. I shat. I couldn't, be I couldn't believe it. I was like, Holy fuck. I'm like 35 years old. <laughs> I have to go on stage right now. Dude, I was like flipping. I didn't know what to do. I, like, 
I didn't have my, my trailer keys on me. So I had to call my tour manager like, bro, bring me the keys. Like, you know, got the keys, jumped in the trailer, changed my clothes, wiped, did the whole, got the wipes out, did the white thing, put on my dark colored jeans, different pair of shoes, you know, just felt lucky <laughs> all that stuff with me. Oh man. And did the show. And it was just so like, Oh my God. Um, That's so good. The other one was I didn't shit my pants, but I was in LA. We were in Hollywood. We played the knitting factory and this was like 2006, 2007. And we were just, it was like our second time in California. And, um, <laughs> we played like the third room. It wasn't even the second room at the knitting room. It was like the third room it was like the worst. And, um, I had to, I had to poop so bad, dude. <laughs> I, I was going to shit my pants. I had to make, I ran into this, this public restroom and I shut the door and I looked and I was, it was coming no matter what I was going to, I looked at the toilet and it had vomit all over it. Oh, vomited all over the fucking toilet seat. Right. I was like, what what do you do? So like, I'm looking around, I'm looking around. And there's one of those tall trash cans, one of those tall industrial trash cans. And I'm like, I, I got I got to do this. I fucking knocked the lid off the trash can, just dropped my pants. <laughs> and it was a tall trash can. So I had to like stand it. I had to like lean it in. So like kind of lean it like this. So it's like a, <laughs> you know, Oh yeah. I just, I just let go into this trash can. And it was, it was, I felt so like, you just feel so like third world country. Like just, this is not, I was just like, Oh, all respect. It was gone for myself. Like everything, you know? And you know, sometimes you just got to fucking do what you got to do, man. It's better than being on the floor. Right. And and so like, (laughs) so I'm like, I shit. I, I wiped and I washed my hands and dude. And like, Oh, while I'm going, there's a, it's a, it's like a unisex bathroom. And I hear, I hear doom, 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 doom. And there's like these group of girls that are trying to come in and I lock the bolt, the deadbolt, you know? And I just, I don't know if I said anything or just like, you know, oh, somebody's in here. Um, but I heard him like, what the fuck? Come on, get out of there. So like there was a line forming outside because there was like a club thing happening as well. Like a club show happening. Dude, I fucking wash my hands. I open the door and just tore out. I went through all, a whole crowd of people just head down like, and just ran as fast as I could. My brother goes in there 10 minutes later. He goes into the same bathroom. He had to pee. <laughs> he goes to the toilet and he sees the vomit on, his, on the toilet. <laughs> He's like, dude, <laughs> the vomit smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I told him the story later. He, he was just, he died. Everybody died. It was, oh. not, my, not my proudest moment, man. Oh, oh that, man. that poor bathroom, dude. Fucking, dude. what a tragedy that bathroom is. It was, it was awful, man. I, I, but dude, it was either that or in my pants or on the floor. You know, just. Oh yeah, you made the right choice. Yeah, you absolutely did the best you could do with that situation. God, the backstage and or like the green room sits that with no bathroom is just like it's just. I can't. It's the worst. It's your anxiety is just it goes up. You're like, you just what? Know. once doors open, you're just like, okay, well, I don't go to the bathroom anymore. 
<laughs> I guess I'm, I guess that's done. Yep. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'll yeah. never, I think it, I want to say it was at Toad's place or something. No, Toad's has a bathroom back there. Maybe like the altar bar or something we were playing. And there was one of those where, uh, the green room did not have a bathroom and like you go out of the green room and then there's like this little hallway and then there's like a security guard and then, then it's just public right there, you know, the security guard. So no one goes into the green room and then there's the bathroom right fucking there. So it's toads. toads. Okay. It is toads. Yeah. Um, and it was the same thing like right before show, it wasn't me, but Jared, he was just like, dude, this is gonna happen. I have to go. It's coming. Like I have to go. And he went and he, and he got in into the bathroom, but there was like a line of people. Right. So then all these people in line, they saw Jared go into the stall and dude, we're all fucking laughing. Cause we all knew what he had to go through. So we're all like oh. peeking out the door, looking and laughing and shit. And no joke, dude, we hear it from where we are. You go, you hear some fucking dickhead fan. just goes, Hey, Hey, Jared's in here taking a sh- oh no! Hey, Dirty Jay's in here taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was so good. Oh, we still say funny. it to this day. We're like, Dirty Jay's in here taking a shit. <laughs> Dude, the fans all don't flush that man. Yeah, don't flush uh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me get a picture with it. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, He's down there on the ball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's fucking dude. hilarious. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what else, man? Um, oh, yeah. Did did you have a band camp story uh, that you wanted to tell? Or? Probably 5,000 of them. I know. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, where you get, uh, I mean, so many things happen. You know, it takes you so yeah. They all blend together. Yeah, things blend together. Um, I mean, uh, you know, there was... The, the one moment that always sticks out that is usually a pretty good story is uh, our first tour ever in 2006. We were, um, we were out and we were probably like a month into it or so, three weeks into it. <clears throat> it was like a six week tour and um, w- the van caught on fire and uh, it was, it was pretty crazy. And I, I had Nick Hexham on my podcast recently and he, my story is nothing compared to his, like the 311 fire story is insane. Like they all nearly died. Like it was the whole thing is engulfed, you know? Wow. Yes, it was. Um, so like we're, I, I was driving earlier that day and I didn't know how to drive a van and trailer back then. Like it was just, I'm doing like fucking 90 probably, you know, and probably on the phone at the same time. Just dumb, just stupid. And, um, I blew a hole in the transmission. And, uh, so that happened. And later on, um, are we waving? We're waving. Oh, um, <laughs> so like later on, we're uh, uh, Jr. is driving, and we, uh, I guess we we had been spraying uh, transmission fluid all over the exhaust and the trailer and all that, all day and all night, and it got to a point where you know that thing gets hot, so yeah, flammable, you know, and uh, so it's like eleven o'clock at night or something, and Jr. like he's like pulls over really quickly we're like whoa what's happening he's like get the fuck out of the van and like none of us are wearing i'm like wearing just shorts no shirt no shoes nothing like that we get out i i jump out so starts from here stop real quick we jump out i hit the grass there's like thorns or something in the grass so i'm like ah fuck like i'm like jesus christ so i'm like trying to get away from these thorns with my bare feet go to cross over the guardrail 
uh, my my foot slashes across the guardrail, and I I slash my foot open. Blood squirts all over Scott's pants, his short. <laughs> um, so I'm like, fuck, you know, like, oh god, I'm like, you know, this is all happening in a span of like ten seconds. Um, and then Jr. is in the meantime, he's uh, like kind of like at the front of the van trying to figure out the the fire extinguisher because you don't you should always have a fire extinguisher in your vehicle with you. Oh yes, and uh, so he's trying to figure this out, and. I'm still like, I'm standing on one foot, like, like, fuck, I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, what can I do to help? You know, like one foot, like I can't do, I'm no good to anybody. What can I do to help? And as soon as he says that, he, he, the, I don't know, he hits the release or something, hits the thing, dude, the fucking shit flies in my face a hundred miles an hour. I get all this white shit all over my face from the extinguisher. <laughs> just, poof, I'm just like, ah, like in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like hopping around one foot, shit in my eyes, like fuck, and like lay down on the ground. And, he, and then he just over there, just like putting the, putting the fire, there's flames shooting out of the sides underneath, you know, like, and that's just a sight you never want to see. So yeah, it was just a crazy minute and a half, you know, of tour life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And somehow we were able to, you, you, you know, there's a lot of like tire blowouts and things, axles break, leaf springs on the trail, all that stuff has happened to us. And somehow we're always able to find somebody or a shop that can take care of it that day. You know, like we've been lucky, you know? Um, but yeah, somebody took care of it in like eight hours and we were back on the road, you know, but it was a terrible night. <laughs> I, um, as, as you were describing that, that like chain of events, I pictured the whole thing as kind of a Simpsons cartoon. That's what it like looked like as you were describing it. Just the, Oh no, what jump out, ow, blood spray in your face, the white. I, <laughs> I can picture that happening to like the the nerdy Simpson character guy. Like who's the, the nerdy kid? The chubby oh. kid? The chubby kid? Nelson? No, Nelson's oh, Nelson? a jerk, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember, man. I choose you. Oh kid. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fucking great. That's fucking yeah, that's awesome. Music would have been the, the topper, you know, just like ding 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 ding. Oh yeah. That's the kind of shit that you know people don't see, and then you know, you're on stage that next day. You know, and, and the fans are just like, woo, you know, and you're just there and you're, and, and you know what, once you get up on that stage and you start playing and shit, you forget about all that crap. And you're, it's just funny how the crap that you, the shit you do go through on the road sometimes, man. It's true, man. And like, there's so many, like, uh, so many moments that I, I can think back to like things that have happened to us, the things that we've been to the, you know, where you either lose a bunch of money on something or you just spend an, an ungodly amount of money for, you know, for an indie band with no budget. You know, you spend twenty thousand dollars on a single for over ten months, thinking something's gonna gonna go, and it just doesn't work out. You know, things like that. You know, we we drove fifteen hundred miles, you know, whatever, to Lincoln, Nebraska, to play some radio show that didn't have a radio station attached, like shit like that. Only we got paid, and we just turned around and drove back home. You yeah. know, like things like that happen, and it really separates the you know the men from the boys, as they say. Um, you know, I've seen bands break up over less things and it's just like, well, I guess your, your, your heart and your drive wasn't in it to begin with, you know, um, it, when things don't pop in the first two years, if you can't handle that, you know, it, it's, it's, it takes a long time to break, you know, and some bands never break. Um, you know, we're still, we, we never had like a break, you know, we just happen to do well because we have a pretty sizable catalog and certain songs just caught on, mm -hmm. you know? never caught like the radio wave or anything like that and like um, I was very happy to see uh, you guys when when you exploded it was like 2010 I think is when uh 
I, I think it was something around 2010, 2009, 2010 or something. Yeah. I remember yeah. Jared, Jared brought me and we'll have to talk about this on my podcast too, but uh, <clears throat> we can go deeper. But uh, Jared, when we played that, no, we played the show in Mexico together um, in 2009. It was April, 2009. And we played, it was like Sonora at Playa Bonita resort. And we played together and <clears throat> Jared brought me out to the van. He's like, dude, you got to hear the song we just did with this kid Rome. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So he took me out to the van and he played it. And it was Lay Me Down. And I was like, play that shit again. You know, it's like, that shit's great. Like, let me hear that again. Like, this sounds awesome. And then, you know, what, like 10 months later, man, you guys are on the fucking radio. I'm like, holy shit, you know? Yeah, was, that shit happened so quick, man. You know, and you just never know. You never know like, when you're writing your best, your hit song, like the one that's going to break. So I tell artists all the time, just keep writing. Keep writing and keep releasing because you just never know, you know? It's the truth, man. You got to stay busy and keep the hustle alive. And obviously, you know, do it because you love it and you're actually really, really passionate about it because that's how you, that's how you can maintain. Because if, if you're doing it just to be famous and make money and then, yeah, you're going to, and you don't pop in two years, you're, you're probably going to quit. You're going to come up with some excuse or some reason why, you know, it's never going to work. And then you're going to bounce out because you don't actually enjoy it or love it. So, you know, at the end of the day, you have to really be doing it because you love it and you're, and you're, and you're passionate about it. And that, that goes with anything. It doesn't have to be, you're in a band. It can be, if you want to start a cooking show or you want to, you know, you're good at painting or, or whatever, you're a good photographer or something. You, you have to, you have to stay at it and you have to come up with creative ways to get it out there. And it, it can't be something you think about money. And some people like get confused. Like <clears throat> when I, when I explain this stuff, like some people are like, yeah, but it's like, I gotta, I gotta feed the kids or I gotta like, some people are starting, they think they're starting late. It's never too late. Like, yes, you, you life gets in the way. Uh, you have to work a job. You have to support your family. Absolutely. But like, what are you doing with your spare time? Are you Netflixing? You know, are you eating cookies? Like, what is it? Like, work on your craft after hours, you know, mm -hmm. and get the sleep that you need. Like, nobody needs to sleep 10 hours. Like, that's just not a thing. Most people don't need eight hours of sleep. I can get, I'm fine on six hours of sleep and I, I feel great, you know. And uh, if, in fact, if I sleep eight hours, I feel groggy and gross, you know. Everybody's different, but get the sleep you need, but also like work on the thing. Don't just like, I know it's like, you want to you want to chill out after the, all the work day is over and you got the kids to bed and you've done the homework and you made dinner and like all the things that happen with life, especially when you have a family, um, you're that much more busy. But you can't if you're excited about what you're doing, it's not going to feel like work and you're gonna you're gonna love to go down to the studio or whatever it is, back to your writing table or your drafting table. And you're gonna feel good about it, you know. And then start a YouTube channel or start a podcast or do something, and you're gonna get eventually you will grow something, you know, just make it, make, put out something that people are going to want to come back to. Yep. You know? <clears throat> That's right. Well, shit, man, I think we've touched all the bases today. Is there anything else you want to like plug or let the, let the people know you got coming up or, uh, you know, I'm just here in my basement. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Where do, where do they find you on socials? Uh, I'm over, I'm every, everywhere, man. Uh, all the, all the regular platforms, just Howie Spangler. Um, I'm on the YouTube. Uh, I do my, my weekly show, uh, let's hang out every Wednesday night, <clears throat> nine o'clock Eastern. Um, go sub up, hit the like button, all that fun stuff. So I'll mm -hmm. take requests. Just got to chat with the audience and, you know, say, say, Hey, and play songs. And, and then I'm on, you know, uh, Instagram and, 
you know, and then the band, same thing, uh, Ballyhoo Rocks on, on most of the stuff and we're on Spotify and Apple Music and, you know, yeah, everywhere, so. every, all the big stuff, we're, we're right. there. They're there. You'll find them. If you look up Howie Spangler, look up Ballyhoo, you're going to find them. And also uh, check out his podcast, Tales from the Green Room. Um, yeah. Um, shit. Anything else, Jake? Dude, I think we're set. And I'm again, I'm not pressing the drops, right? I'm just going to let you take us nah, out. We'll take it out. Yeah, right, we'll let you oh, thank you, Howie, man. That was awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll hop on yours anytime, brother. Uh, other than that thank you guys for listening if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a comment give us a rating it helps us out uh thanks again to koi cbd and uh yeah go to our patreon page if you want behind the scenes from this and every other episode peace out go get it howie thank you bro good to hang with you boys thanks for having me man i appreciate it later man oh yeah you